Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! How did this fly get in there? Somebody got a fly swatter? Yeehaw! Uh, the it was a shot of Prairie Jesus is really what it was. It was. You'd think we, we'd be getting used to it, but it would, we, we never get used to it. We never get tired of good things happening. This life doesn't get old. No! It was a nice little distraction from the real world, and here we are today for a coffee session. This is the Rod Peterson Show! It absolutely is. It is uh, Tuesday. That means Taco Tuesday, and we're coming to you live from South Florida with, ironically, Canada's daytime sports talk show. And it's another one of those days where you plan out the show, and we did. Greg Zahn, 16-year major leaguer, is going to be with us, World Series champion. Greg Zahn, Zani, will be joining us to talk MLB, free agent signings, and Mark Matthews, of the National Lacrosse League Saskatchewan Rush. But it's one of those days where news just drops in your lap just before you go to air, and you got to completely rejig everything, and that's totally fine. Not the least of which is guests dropping in and out. And maybe that's where we will open on this Tuesday with episode number 623 as we go back to the bunker, which is originating from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. We have producer Clark on the show. Ta-da! What is going on? How about that? How about that? Yes. The third sedine has reared his head and come out of of his cage in the back of the room. How you doing, Clark? You ready to do this? Yeah, let's go. I'm uh, looking forward to it. So much stuff's going on in the last, like, week or two. And, like, where do we even, where do you even want to start? We'll leave that up to me. I will. And, uh, and by the way, the Silver Fox, Kelly Rempel, chiming in as well in hour two to talk about all of these topics. And uh, while we are not opening up the phone line just yet in terms of reading viewer comments, Taco Time viewer takeover will appear in moments. You can write us right now, 902-518-3033. 902-518-3033. Write it down. Put it on the coffee table. Put it in your phone. Put it on the fridge because we want to hear from you. But can we please, Director Jordan, hit the quick six show horn, please. And thank you. I should mention, by the way, Moose is on the way to Vancouver. He'll be broadcasting live his portion of the show Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from Trinity Western College in Langley, British Columbia. I'll still be here. But anyways, this is what's usurped the sports world. Oh, my phone's ringing like crazy here. Uh, I think it's related to this. Number one. Yeah, right. I'm reading this from 3downnation.com. Saskatchewan Rough Riders defensive back Luchez Piravoy was involved in an incident at a local restaurant Sunday evening following his team's West semifinal win in the Canadian Football League. The Riders issued a statement Tuesday morning that reads, The club has looked into this matter, and while the police were called to the establishment, Piravoy has not been charged with any wrongdoing related to the incident. Luch has played in 12 regular season games this year, making 39 tackles, three special team stops, and two interceptions. For his efforts, the 28-year-old Florida product earned the Riders' Most Outstanding Defensive Player of the Year award. So we're not talking about some Rudy Poo here. And uh, Clark, you asked me when I first heard of this. I heard about it last night. I was actually watching Yellowstone. I'm like, just to put the, leave me alone with this, guys. Um, so I heard about it didn't report on it. I knew that it would come out. And here it is. And we're like, what, an hour into this, Clark? I mean, you've been, well, one of the reporters that was going to come on our show today had to bail because he's 
attempting a, or attending a news conference hosted by the Rough Riders with regards to this. So for our, with our American viewers kind of wondering what's going on here, hang on, because we do have hockey coming up, but this is a pretty big deal. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders are heading to Winnipeg for the CFL West Conference Final this Sunday, and their most outstanding player was involved in an incident at a South End Regina establishment on Sunday night, and, and here we are. But there were no charges laid, Clark, so I guess the question... You are a little more on the social media buzz than I am. Like, what's what's popping? What are they saying out there about this? Yeah, so I, I've heard a few different things, and obviously the three-down article was where I was first alerted about this. Um, you said you heard about it last night, and it's kind of started obviously trickling through uh, some of the different media outlets. And, you know, this is never an easy thing to kind of navigate, and especially coming into a playoff matchup against Winnipeg where you're going to need all hands on deck a uh, team with, what, 15 All-Stars. Uh, the Riders just squeaked by against Calgary this week. They're going to need all hands on deck. Uh, and then this happens. And obviously, we don't know what happened full details. Uh, uh, we haven't heard, I guess, I don't know if they're going to talk about it in the press conference today. Uh, but uh, hopefully more details come out and it's either good or we figure out what's going on and he's not playing this week. But Luchez Purifor, like you said, he's a massive part of that defense. Uh and then the defensive backs on this team are are obviously a big part of what the Riders do on defense. They're very good at turnovers. Uh, they have been all year long. Uh, they were against Calgary. They were very good, uh, you know, defending the pass against Calgary for the most part. And you know, they just need to uh, they need to play this one safe because I was telling we were talking about it before the show, Rod. But you know, this is a situation where if there's going to be blowback if he plays it might be better off to not play them uh, depending on the circumstances surrounding the issue. And obviously the riders are going to know more about it than any of us do at this exact moment. Yeah, well, it happened less than 48 hours ago. And you had mentioned that this is kind of harking people back to 2013. Four members of the football team were charged with assault in August of that year, which was like mid season, not the right. week of the division final. And uh, you asked if they played. What what I remembered about that, and yes, I do remember they played. And I remember the president of the football team stomping down the hallway into the general manager's office going, why, is, why are these guys playing? Well, hey, innocent until proven guilty. We got to win, <laughs> right? So in this case, while the riders say the police uh, attended the incident, nobody was charged. So I fully expect he'll play. But I've seen a little bit of the... Uh, blowback if you will I, I like that term you used uh, and people are really pointing the finger at Saskatchewan going what is going on over there it's like it's one gong show after another a lot of those comments coming from Winnipeg <laughs> I might add and from their fans but anyways that's the big news there and we'll revisit that because I want to know what the viewers are saying whether he should play or not given this incident I'd be shocked if anybody thinks he shouldn't given the little amount of details that are known. Anyways, moving on to point two, and that is NHL from Monday night. Connor Garland had the winner in the second period as Vancouver held on for a 2-1 win over the Canadiens at the Bell Centre as the Canucks snapped a four-game losing skid. The Jeff Gorton era, if that's what it is, did not get off to a good start. Off the to a new co-GM <laughs> yeah, of the Montreal Canadiens. Michael Backlund scored the deciding goal in the shootout as the Calgary Flames overcame blowing a lead late in the third to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins 2-1 Monday night. Milan Lucic scored in regulation for Calgary, which has points in eight of its last nine. Jacob Markstrom had 21 saves to improve his record at 9-4-4. Four four. The Winnipeg Jets' struggles continue. 
this time against a rookie goaltender, unheralded Carl Vejmalka made 46 saves to record his first NHL shutout as the Arizona Coyotes clipped Winnipeg 1-0 Monday night. It was the Jets' sixth loss in seven games despite outshooting the visitors 46-15. And Jared McCann and Mason Appleton each scored two goals and the Seattle Kraken beat the Buffalo Sabres 7-4 Monday night. Brandon Tanev had a goal and two assists, and Carson Soce and Jaden Schwartz also scored for the expansion. Kraken, who scored the most goals in franchise history. Yanni Gord and Morgan Geeky each had two assists. So that's the NHL story from Monday night. Other than uh, the NHL suspended Bruins forward Brad Marchand for three games for slew footing Canucks defenseman Oliver Ekman Larson during Boston's 3-2 victory a day earlier, he'll lose about $92,000 in pay. We're going to move on to baseball in a moment. But are we waiting, Clark, to hear on a suspension for Milan Lucic for his hit the other night on the Jets? Ryan DeMello, the the boarding call that he got the five-minute major, which left the Jets player bloodied. Um, I'm trying to remember where that – oh, it was in Mike Stackhouse's column. I was reading about it today, which is posted at rodpeterson.com which I don't think a suspension is warranted. How are we sitting here on Tuesday? The fact that there's no suspension thinking there's not going to be one. It's so hard because the, the department of player safety is anything but consistent on most of these things, mm. especially in the last couple of years. So even, even to go out and see, you know what Lucic did, we're sitting here, I'm sitting here today and I'll be like, well, I mean, they've made several different decisions in the last few months where I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, they just go out and suspend Marchand three games for slew footing. Uh, and there was a slew footing incident just a couple weeks ago. No suspension. But Marchand got suspended. So, like, there's there's all these different things going on with the, the DOPS, as they call it, uh, Department of Player Safety, where the consistency issues, I think, are getting to a point where I don't know what is and what isn't suspendable anymore. Uh, and it's it's making it hard as a fan to know... <laughs> to know how we should feel about certain things uh, at this point in time. So at this point, I don't know. I, it could go either way for me. Um, yeah, well, I, I, I looked up the hit because I wasn't watching the game, and I'm like, he turned into him. Right. Like, there's really nothing Lucic could have done. And because and but, he ended up bloodied. But it's yeah. Lucic, mm -hmm. right? And Lucic, you know, he's that he's too. a big physical power forward. He's he's been in trouble before, and not like it's been recent. Not like he's in trouble a lot. Uh, but there, th I feel like that always plays a part in whether or not the discipline comes down or doesn't. Is if there's a past history or not. And with Lucic, it's it's kind of you know, it's one of those middle ground ones. Yeah. Well, look at Marchand. Three games for slew footing somebody used right. to be a two minute penalty. Right. So I, I kind of somewhat loathe to get into these types of discussions because I don't like I'm with you. I don't know what's a penalty and was it what isn't anymore. And you sure as hang can't predict what they're going to do with right. suspensions and discipline. So it's just kind of hang on to your bingo cards and see what they say. Patrolman Pete's watching in Winnipeg and he says, I encourage more members of the Rough Riders defense to get into legal trouble between now and Sunday. Don't encourage Put him. Boom. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, exactly. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, has any of the local media asked Duke Williams about the spitting incident on Sunday? Really good question. This from a scorned Stamps fan whose team lost on Sunday. 
But Sean Lemon, star defensive end of the Calgary Stampeders, was kicked out of the game for throwing a punch in the playoff game at Saskatchewan receiver Duke Williams, who allegedly spit on him. And again, CFL not a whole lot different from the NHL in these regards. Where's the video? Like, Clark, as we sit here on Tuesday, have you seen any video of Brendan Lemieux spitting on Matthew Kachuk, or Brady Kachuk Saturday night? Well, he was. that was the biting incident, right? Where they were... Or not spitting on, biting, I mean. Yeah. So but, yeah, I, biting him. But is there the a only video one, of that? Right. The only one I saw was, uh, it was kind of a zoomed out camera of it, kind of from the penalty box angle. So it wasn't a great angle, but, uh, you know, the blood, the, the you know, the evidence was there, at least for that one. With a spitting incident, it's kind of, if you don't get a real zoomed in shot of it, it's really hard to see the evidence of a, of a spitting incident because, you know, guys are sweating. It's the end of the second half. They just, or the end of the first half, they just got into, I think it was a, uh, you know, a really tight goal line stop or whatever it was with Sean Lemon out there. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of hard for a spitting incident to be like, see, look, it's spit. It could be anything. Um, and you know, it's tough cause Sean's our boy. Sean's our boy. Uh, we love Sean uh, like here Sean. on the show. Um, so it, it's, I don't know, it's really hard to say, but I have not seen it. Uh, I know that when it happened live, I was at the stadium with my dad and my sister uh, and our season ticket holder friends around us. You know, that was a really big turning point uh, during the game. Uh, and it was, again, it was just at the end of the first half. So it was kind of a, you know, cameras are probably starting to go out and not zoomed in on certain players because they're getting ready for the next thing going into halftime. So, yeah, that's going to be a tough one to, to really get more evidence or Probably more was. video footage of. Good point. Probably was the TSN turning point. And, uh, but the really, fact, yeah. you know, Jeff, the Stamps fan is looking for an outright investigation into this, and I think everybody has moved on. But I think in 2021, the fact that there is no video evidence of this is inexcusable. Unless it didn't happen. Unless it didn't happen, by the way. Right. Uh, Trent watching in Norway writes in Trent Bruner, he says, Norway here, congratulations to Dupes getting back on the Rush broadcast crew. Great to see Clark on air. I still think the Canadiens have a large hole to get out of. Stay Ooh. safe, everyone. Trent checking in from Norway. Uh, moving on, and we're only going to get about through three of these points, um, and then we're going to have to break and we'll come back and divulge more. The ones on my computer are a little different than the ones on my notepad. I screwed that up this morning, so I'll just Quickly say the Washington football team has worked itself into the NFC playoff picture by winning three straight games since a two and six start. Kendall Fuller intercepted Russell Wilson's pass on the last minute two point conversion attempt last night to secure Washington's 17 15 victory over Seattle on Monday night football. Wilson connected with Freddie Swain on a 32 yard touchdown pass with 15 seconds to go, but came up just short of leading a comeback to uh, baseball, which is point four. A current and former Cy Young Award winner have found new teams. The Mariners are finalizing a contract with Robbie Ray pending a physical. Ray won the 2021 AL Cy Young Award, as we all know, with the Jays. Max Scherzer has agreed to a three-year, $130 million contract with the New York Mets. The Mariners, uh, sorry, the deal expected with Robbie Ray to be $115 million over five years. He's coming off the best season of his career, of course, 13-7, and 2.48. ERA and 248 strikeouts in 193 in the third innings. He immediately becomes the ace of Seattle staff. Marco Gonzalez, Chris Flexen, and Logan Gilbert are also under contract for the upcoming season. We're going to break this down more after the break, and Greg Zahn will join us as well. 
And the points that I want to get to next are the Canadian Football League Division Finals. The betting lines have shifted a little bit. I want to talk about the ratings and over a million people tuning into the Western semifinal on Sunday. Everybody's shoving that in our face, saying, oh, you said the CFL's dead. Over a million people watched. Here's my response on that. That used to not be breaking news if over a million people watched the CFL game, okay? That used to not be breaking news. We'll talk about that, and then we'll incorporate the viewers too. So we'll be right back. This has been the warm-up on the RP Show, brought to you by Ecole Electric. Come see our sales staff and in-house specialists for all your electrical needs. So we'll, we'll get the crowd into it. When we come back, you're watching on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. RP Show continues on this Tuesday. Can we get the third Sedine on the screen? Cheers. Going fast, eh, Producer Clark? Going uh, fast. That first segment, every single time, like I know we have the, the Daily Blitz podcast. It goes so fast every day, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. We need Greg a yeah, Zahn buddy, coming up. Uh, That's what we need. Yeah, yeah. buddy. <laughs> World Series champion Greg Zahn coming up and also Mark Matthews of the Saskatchewan Rush. Cynthia in Pittsburgh is watching Cindy Price. She's texted in on the 902 number and she says, Good morning, gentlemen. Rod, you slay me with your gong show reference. Gong. <laughs> I don't know. I use it like 20 times a day at least. The term gong show. I love it. Um, before we get to that CFL-related stuff, Jeff Caldwell is watching in Redmond, Oregon. He says, with the Robbie Ray signing, can us forlorn Mariners fans finally expect to be in a pennant race? Uh, no. And listen, Clark, baseball, I think, is your number one sport, if I'm not mistaken. That's why I thought it was a benefit to bring you on. In 60 seconds or less, can you wrap this up? Robbie Ray chased the money. He sure as hell didn't go to Seattle because they thought they were a World Series contender. He might as well have stayed in Toronto for that. He chased yeah. the money. More well, than the, anything. The thing about Seattle, too, is they had a really kind of a magical year last year, uh, and they're losing a few of their bigger guys. Uh, Kyle Seeger is their third baseman. He's been there forever. Uh, he's gone. So Robbie Ray, uh, you know, it's funny because the Blue Jays gave Kevin Gosman almost the exact same amount of money, just a little bit less. Uh, so I'm assuming that the offer was on the table from the Blue Jays, uh, but he did. Uh, he wanted to go back out west, uh, and he, he ended up going to Seattle, who I think, again, could be a really interesting team in the next year or two uh, while he's there, but they have a lot of work to do. And I think they're going to try to be aggressive in free agency, but, uh, you know, it's going to be hard to to kind of roll on the magic that happened last year with them. Yeah. One pitcher, Cy Young Award winner or not, is not going to make the Seattle Mariners a magical contender in the American League West. Uh, and Craig in Calgary writes in regarding our discussion yesterday about the college football bowl discussion. And I'm so happy I brought it up, Clark, that I don't feel as stupid as I did on Saturday 
when I was listening to the Miami Hurricanes postgame show and they're talking about going to a bowl game. And I'm like, wait, you guys weren't that good. Yeah. How does this work? So Craig in Calgary is watching. Craig in Calgary watching on Game Plus TV says, complaining about the bowl game seems to be an annual NCAA tradition. But let's just face it. The sponsors pay the money for each of them. And all of that money goes into building football programs. So why not just enjoy watching holiday football? No, 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 no. That was, but I wasn't complaining about it. I plan on attending these bowl games as many as I can. The, the question was, how do you get into one? How do they decide? There has to be some sort of template, some sort of formula yeah. that I'm well, not aware of. There, there and, are so yeah, and nobody many. yet has nobody yet has been able to explain it to me. But I'll get on the horn to some football guys. Trust me. God knows I know enough of them. They're ringing my phone all the time. But anyways, uh, moving on, I'm just checking in the comments here as we can we can now start Taco Time viewer takeover where it is Taco Tuesday. $2 tacos. Can you believe it? Oof. Might have to get out. Um, here's the today. betting lines. Here's the betting lines for Sunday's CFL Division Finals. Saskatchewan at Winnipeg. The Bombers are now favored by eight. Yesterday it was seven, so it swelled to eight. And Toronto continues to be favored by one point at home over the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And I'm like, come on, Bet Regal, get off the fence. Give us a bigger line than that. <laughs> Argo's favored by one over Hamilton. And again, Winnipeg favored by eight over Saskatchewan. But I want to look back for a second at these ratings because I see that it's triggered quite a discussion here in the comments section. And they're saying we should have the Taco Time Bowl. Isn't who, there one? Who, who's in it? Who would play in that one? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know yet. Let's figure it out. It might be I'm a in. sim game. But anyways, I, I don't know what it was. Was it 1.3 million? Here was uh, in a, something like that. I was talking to Moose this morning on his way to the airport. And I said, why are these people... Like rubbing this in our face, these tweets, nana, nana, boo, boo, over a million people watched the CFL West semifinal. I said, yeah, well, I was one of them. What do you, why, why are you, what's the deal? You said the CFL was dead. Well, I said it was going to die and I was wrong on that. I'm shocked that they made it through COVID. But I applaud the fact that over a million watched that we, but we used to get over a million for regular season games. So that was my first point. And I, like Jason Fichter from the all Rider Prider fan page, you know, specifically called out DuPont and I on this. And, um, but he, we kind of had a back and forth and he was very mature about it and he was good. And, but I guess my point is this is a gate driven league. Right. So the fact that there were big television ratings right now, isn't really helping matters in the Canadian football league. It's not Bravo that it stayed alive, but we knew the Canadians love the CFL. We knew that. That's not the point. But the CFL that I want is one that's thriving, one that's healthy, one that takes care of its people. And we're nowhere near that. But, but, but people don't understand that. And that's why I'm kind of averse to talking about the Canadian Football League on a 100% basis of this show because what people see on television every week is not what's actually going on. And because of what I know, I'd rather just not talk about it. But I say bravo to the million-plus viewers. What, what's your take on all of that? That's great. Uh, like you said, it's great that people are watching on TV. But 
in, in the way I look at it, they already have a TV deal for for you know extended period of time. Uh, so great TV numbers. They're not going to bring in any extra money for the CFL at this moment. Uh, what they do need is, like you said, ticket sales. And we used to have we used to have these great TV numbers, like you said. Uh, every year, year after year, week after week, these numbers would come in, and they were selling out stadiums or at least having really good crowd numbers. That's not there anymore, on average. Uh, you know, there's there's pockets here and there where there was really good crowds. Uh, but on average, we're seeing some dwindling numbers. Edmonton, of all teams, is struggling this year uh, with ticket numbers. Uh, the riders, like, for example, uh, Rod, you tell me, at any point in time during your tenure, did a West semifinal home game happen where there was 24,000 people in the stands? I'm going to say probably not. Packed every time. Right. Packed and every time. the weather was gorgeous. Uh, it, we, again, I was there with uh, with my dad and my sister. The weather was unbelievably nice. Uh, it was a great Sunday. It was an early afternoon on a Sunday, 3.30 start time. It wasn't too late. I know that there's a lot of people that do travel in for games. Obviously, this is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. People are coming from all over the province. But that's concerning to me uh, as a longtime season ticket holder that there was only 24,000 that could could muster up the, the time and energy to go to a game in November on a gorgeous day for a playoff game against Calgary of all teams, too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's, that's so the concerning I'm part. I'm just checking me. in. Yeah. So checking into the viewers on some of the comments here. Uh, Darren in Salt Lake City, Utah says, Hey Rod, sorry to ambush you with the late question about the last CFL game in Toronto. That came yesterday. He's like, is this near the end of the show? Darren in Salt Lake City said, is this Sunday's East final going to be the last CFL game ever in Toronto? He says, I read the info on the Toronto Sun, wondered if you had any insight or knowledge of the possibility. No, no knowledge, no interest in that discussion at all. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. And so. uh, no, and somebody in Winnipeg, sorry, you know how my comments are working here. Yo, from oh, yeah. Patrolman Pete, he says, don't be one of those doom and gloomers, Rod. And that's why I'm not. That I'm, I'm, they're not getting it, and they're starting to annoy me, Clark. Well, and let's I, I just think, ignore the problem. Right. Let's just ignore it, and let's just not talk about it, and then it'll go away because that always works. So, again, what I know about CFL business, I it is doom and gloom. So I'd rather not talk about it. And on the week of the East Final, the Toronto Sun is going to run a story that the Argos are leaving. <laughs> Or they're going to another... Why? Why? Is this some sort of conspiracy theory to sabotage the Toronto Argonauts? Because li- or, or are the Argos behind it? Well... This is our last game, so you better buy a ticket. Yeah. This is so CFL. Why, why are we not talking about the game? Like the actual matchups in the game. Why are we talking about this? Exactly. And I think there's a difference, too, that there's a, there's a fine line between doom and gloom and just being a concerned fan for the league and seeing trends that aren't great, uh, it doesn't always have to be doom and gloom. We're just seeing these trends, and we want it to be better. Like, we've talked about this lots of times. Uh, we're not trying to be the doomers and gloomers. Uh, we're trying to you know, get this to a point where we can make it better. Justin Wolf watching on YouTube says, Rod is the king of, I don't want to talk about it, and then talking about it for 15 minutes. Hey, Trust me, 
I get it. <laughs> but if you really want to know where my focus is, look around, brah. Go to rodpeterson.com or listen to Cat Country or Rock 98.5. My focus is on the game here tonight in Sunrise, Florida. Alec Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals Oof. against the Florida Panthers. Maybe that should be the poll question today, which we have yet to post or even talk about, Clark. Right. And that's my bad because you had some suggestions and I was like, ah, let me get back to you. Well, tonight's Washington-Florida game. Will tonight's Washington-Florida game determine the best team in the National Hockey League? There it is. Yes or no? There it is. Because to me, to me, yes, it will. But what I was going to say to you, the low-hanging fruit would be, which is Canada's game of the week in the CFL? The East final or the West final? We got more days for what that one, think? though. We got more days. I, I like the <laughs> tonight. Okay. Tonight's uh, wa I like the Washington Florida one. Ove Ovechkin's just red hot. Like he's he's twenty seven year old Alex Ovechkin again. It's crazy. Uh, and Florida just keeps pumping out wins. So I love it. Let's do it. Well, four four and two in the last ten. Right. Yes. I was reading well, the game notes. Yeah. I mean, I think whatever. <laughs> I have stopped trying to tell people. I've stopped trying to tell people and convince them where my head is, where my heart is. There it is. They're just not getting it. <laughs> so just continue to, to tune in every day, and we'll talk about the things that make us happy. But my head is not on CFL attendance. But I'm watching the games, and I thought we had a pretty good breakdown on Monday of how the Riders won the game, how Calgary lost the game. Same thing with Montreal-Hamilton. But as far as how the CFL does their business, I don't care. I really don't from Habs for Life fan in Vancouver. Do you give me permission to jump on the Panthers bandwagon? Oh, you absolutely can, son. That is a hurting Vancouver Canucks fan right there. Habs uh, for Life won. And um, James Zylstra, who I believe is in Manitoba, says Florida all the way, man. Yeah, yeah this is what I will explain. I, the Vegas Golden Knights are still my number one team. There's no two ways about it because I know too many guys on that team. But going there was great. But when I got there, I realized they don't need any more coverage than they're getting. I tried to get into the press box, and they're like, they laughed at me. <laughs> We're bursting at the seams in the press box. To their credit, the Golden Knights gave me two tickets in the lower bowl for two games. That was great. But here in Florida, it's been way, way, way different. Weather's better. The team appears to be better. And it's just been a far better fit. I want to say one thing. I want to say one thing. Jeff, the Stamps fan, has been hammering away on Bo Levi Mitchell here. And I'm glad that he's still here, Jeff, the Stamps fan. But did you notice Bo's comment after the game? And, well, I think we only got about a minute and a half here. But did you notice his comment about athletes are battling a lot of things the fans don't even know about? I thought Bo got really real after that game. And it wasn't an excuse, which is, by the way, another thing. The CFL just wants the fans to do exactly what they're doing. And I, if I was the CFL, I would be the same. Just watch the games and don't look under the hood. I just wonder what specifically Bo was referring to, because I don't know if he's vaccinated or not vaccinated. I just talked to a CFL player this morning that's not, and he said life's been hell, but this is his choice. Did you see those comments from Bo? And if so, what did, what did you think? I, I thought it was pretty revealing of him. I actually, I didn't see them. However, uh, 
I wouldn't put it past Bo to say something like that because we know that Bo Levi Mitchell is one of the he's not afraid to say what's really happening and, and say, you know, he, he's not afraid to be himself uh, and say things that matter to him. Uh, so if this is the case and and he wanted to be outspoken about it, that makes a lot of sense uh, that he would come out and, and kind of be the, the voice of that. Um, and I, I'm, yeah. I'd, I'd love to know more. I'd love to dive in and, and see what he is, is referring to. That's a 30 for 30 20 I'll, years from now. I'll reach because out. Because right now they... Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> they clearly don't want anybody to know about it, and that's fine. Uh, Clark will... Well, I, think, I guess this is it. Unless... Do we it. have... Is Greg Zahn ready to... Is Zani ready to rock? Yep. Okay. Clark, thanks for stepping in, bro. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. World Series champion Greg Zahn joins us next. You're watching the RP show from sunny South Florida on the Game Plus television network, YouTube live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at Rod Peterson Duck. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. Lots going on uh, today. And we'll uh, recap it all coming up next segment in the Taco Time viewer takeover. But for now, it's time to talk ball. Ball for all. Robbie Ray is the Seattle Mariner. Max Scherzer is a New York Met. Steven Matz is a St. Louis Cardinal. Marcus Semien is a Texas Ranger. None of them are Toronto Blue Jays, other than Kevin Gosman. And we bring in our Major League Baseball insider, World Series champion, 16-year Major League vet, and philanthropist, Greg Zahn. <laughs> How you doing, Zani? I'm doing great, Roddy. How are you? At 100%. I'm wondering if any of these moves in free agency in the majors have surprised you at all. Not the money figures per se, but where guys have gone. Well, uh, yeah, Scherzer to the Mets is extremely intriguing. Uh, that team is, in my opinion, a lot further away from being competitive in that division than than one would think. And I And I always equate Scherzer with upper echelon so for him to go to a middle of the road national league east team uh there had to be somebody else out there you know offering those dollars um so I, that one surprises me quite a bit I, I i'd have to look into that and see if there wasn't some sort of a a back story um uh, about why he wanted to play for the mets who knows maybe he was a mets fan growing up and always wanted to be a Met. Yeah. but you know the other ones don't surprise me at all i mean obviously with the year simeon had uh going to uh chase that money he, he had to he had to go get that get those dollars because you never know if he ever has another season like that again because that ballpark in toronto is awfully hitter friendly and uh you know it's it's a tough 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 to duplicate hitting environment what do you know about the Robbie Ray situation? Because I think Jays fans are obviously brokenhearted. Only the fourth Blue Jays pitcher to ever win the Cy Young. And did, when he turned down that qualifying offer the same day as he won the Cy Young, did you know or feel that he was gone no matter what? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, you guys know how I feel about Canada. You know I love it. You know I love Toronto. But, you know, I'm never going to sugarcoat reality with you guys. Free agents 
in the prime of their careers, when they have the hammer, they are not going to go play for the Toronto Blue Jays. They're not going to stay. Robbie Ray left, Semyon left. Um, they're just not going to do it. And with that in mind, the Jays should try to lock up Junior right now because if he gets a free agent, he'll probably leave too. You got to ask yourself this question. Why would you, as a guy who has the, all the power in the world for the first time, go to a foreign country that's going to tax you up the wazoo? Um, yeah, there's an exchange rate, but everything's more expensive there. You're not going to buy a home because you're not going to plop your family down in the middle of Toronto, Canada in the wintertime if you're not a Canadian. And even you look at uh, you know former Canadian you know, ba baseball players like Larry Walker doesn't live in Canada. Corey Kosky doesn't live in Canada. You know, Matt Stairs doesn't live in Canada. None of those guys stick around and stay. So for people to, to be brokenhearted, I get it. But just wish the guy well. And I can tell you this, with regards to Robbie Ray, it all comes down to is everybody in the game willing to buy in to the fact that he made some wholesale changes in his game and they paid huge dividends? And, oh, by the way, he's going out to the American League West in a huge pitcher-friendly ballpark in Seattle, I think he's only going to get better, to be honest with you. These viewers all, they have two things to say. One, Zani, they love seeing you. And two, they all want to know if you think the Blue Jays can overcome these losses. Well, sure. I mean, look at what they did. They caught lightning in a bottle with Robbie Ray. Um, you know, they, they're Junior's getting better. The, the offense is getting better. I still think there needs to be a more dynamic guy at the helm, somebody that's a little bit more of a fundamental disciplinarian type of guy. I mean, Charlie's a, he's a, he's a nice enough fella. I played against him, but you know, he does, when I look at him, he doesn't scream leadership to me. He doesn't scream um, a guy uh, that everybody's going to jump, jump on, you know, and, and get behind and, and, and do what needs to, to be done. The dirty stuff, the, the, the hard work, uh, you know, they're close. Uh, and they can they can replace a guy like that. They, they they certainly can. Obviously, you don't expect him to go out and have another Cy Young Award year. I think he's going to get better, but who knows how much better? Um, yeah, anything's possible. They got a good nucleus there, but I really think they need that one last little bit to push them over the edge. And for me, it's a more dynamic personality um, at the helm, uh, somebody to to kind of change the brand. You know, because that's a that's an awful lot of swing and miss and an awful lot of poor defense and poor base running stuff that, you know, guys like me, old school guys, we don't put up with that crap. And you've been saying it all year and he just seems like the ultra nice guy, but maybe too nice. Hey, lastly, Brian Snitker, the Braves have picked up the option on his contract. Not a shock. 66 years of age, World Series champion. He's a career baseball guy just like you. Give her brush paths with this guy. Your thoughts on Brian Snitker. And like what a story he's been. Yeah, well, exactly what I'm talking about. He's a grinder. He's a he's a baseball lifer. Um, and you know, you know, kudos to Alex Anthopoulos and that organization for you know recognizing the fact that you know this guy uh, deserves to be there. He there there should be more people like him in the game. Period. They, they, these guys, these front offices need to get back to hiring guys like Snicker. They need, to, they need to get back to hiring baseball people and baseball coaches, not YouTube sensations with gimmicky swing paths. Um, you know, stop playing video games with, with real baseball players. Uh, no, it doesn't surprise me. I'm happy to see it happen. 
um, would love to see more of it. And, you know, I didn't ever cross paths with Brian unless it was, you know, accidentally. He was, we were probably in the same place at the same time. Never met the man, but sure do have a heck of a lot of respect for him and the way he goes about his business. Oh, how can you not? Hey, I got to ask you this. You got to deal with bio steel cooking or is that just the jacket? What's up with that? <laughs> no, you can say the same about liquid muscle. These are just old clothes. You know, I don't get anything free anymore. I'm a uh, retired <laughs> baseball player, retired broadcaster, selling COVID tests and, you know, studying to be a stockbroker down here in the United States. So I'm trying to make all these free clothes last as long as they possibly can. Well, you make them look great. At least they fit your forearms. Zani, always good. Yeah. Keep in touch. You bet. You know it. Here when you need me, pal. Gotcha. Same here. World Series champion Greg Zahn chiming in on the Blue Jays' losses. Not a lot of gains there. When we come back, a sports update and Taco Time viewer takeover on this Taco Tuesday. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. It is Taco Time viewer takeover time. Every Tuesday is Taco Tuesday for only $2 each. Do you order hard or soft shell tacos? Beef or veggie? Fact of the matter is, it's hard shell beef. It's the only answer. There's a taco time in Miami, by the way. I promise to check it out, and I will. And I'll get to your comments in a moment, but a sports update first. The Western Hockey League has announced that Calgary Hitman forward Sean Tishagirl has been named WHL Player of the Week. The Ducks prospect recorded eight points, including a Hattie <clears throat> in a pair of Hitman victories this past week. She-Girl, who hails from Whitecourt, Alberta, began his week Saturday with a second career WHL Hattie adding an assist as Calgary shut out the Blades 7-0. He was named the game's first star. And Spokane Chiefs goaltender Mason Bopit has been named WHL Goalie of the Week. Bopit, who appears on NHL Central Scouting's Players to Watch list in advance of the NHL draft this summer, stopped 59 of 61 shots this past week, posting a 1-0-0-1 record and a .96 goals against average. And how about this? Get this one ready. A 967 save percentage in the process. Rick Regan awake back there? 967 save percentage. How about that? I like it. This thing on? Right on. The Toronto the yeah, here we go. The Toronto Raptors look to get back on track at home when they welcome the Memphis Grizzlies in NBA play tonight. The Raptors are a woeful two and seven at Scotiabank Arena. And uh, the league-leading Washington Capitals are on the road. Finally, something I want to talk about as they take on the Washington, as they take on the Florida Panthers as part of tonight's NHL slate. The Caps have won three straight games and eight of their last 10 to lead the overall standings. The Caps and Leafs both have 33 points, but Washington has a superior winning percentage. I'll be at it. FLA Live Arena, and that is my featured game. 
This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games. Book your group or Christmas business party now. Business Christmas party now. For the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store, where you'll never need to ask to have the CFL game put on. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. We're going to wade into the comments that have come in on the text line, and you can always write us at 902-518-3033. And I'll preface some of these for those that don't know what they're referring to. This is an easy one from Don Mitchell, our Navy friend. He says, the Rough Riders will need to play mistake-free on Sunday. I cannot see that happening. Regarding the attendance, I just want the Board of Governors and the Commissioner to acknowledge the issue. First step is acceptance, right? Please, somebody tell me when's the last time you heard from Randy Ambrosi, the Commissioner of the CFL. I'll wait. The correct answer is the passing of Angelo Mosca. But when's the last time you saw the Commissioner? And let's... Last minute, last minute of play in hour one. Unless they showed him on Sunday and I didn't see him, which is possible, but I didn't see him. From Dom watching in Edmonton on Game Plus TV. He says, Rod, the thing that got me was the attendance in Regina. It wasn't sold out. That has to be concerning to the league. Not interested in talking about that. Not today. Not my problem. It's theirs. Uh, Jeff in Redmond, Oregon. Was the Argos article written by Dickie Dunn? It reminds me of the Charlestown Chiefs moving to Florida. I don't know. There's a lot of shysters down in Florida. We'll talk about that with the Silver Fox, Kelly Rempel, coming up in hour two after this break right here on Game Plus Television. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.